0: Jobber. This is the Tbilisi Podcast, covering life, travel and more in the country of Georgia. Brought to you by foodfuntravel.com, expathub.ge and eatthistours.com. All right, welcome to the Tbilisi Podcast, a show about life and travel in Tbilisi, Georgia. My name is Meg. I'm the host of your show, the show you're listening to. Thank you for tuning in. We're so excited to have you here. This is one of our very first episodes that we're recording, and we're really happy that we're starting this podcast about Tbilisi and all the things that you can do here and in the country of Georgia, because we just love it here. Uh, My co-host is Tom. He is my husband as well, so I kind of like him a bit. That's why I invited him on the show.
1: Yep. Co-host, not co-husband single and only husband at this point. Uh, I mean, I don't know what your plans for the future are.
0: We'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Uh, But yeah, I'm here as your co-host and uh, thanks for having me on the show. No worries. I guess you didn't have much of a choice.
0: Well, I mean,
1: no, I don't really. No, not so much. But yeah, as Meg says, we're talking about life in Georgia and this show is aimed not just at expats who live here, but also anyone who's coming to visit. So whether you're going to be here for two days for a weekend whether you're going to come and relocate here permanently we are going to offer a little bit for anyone who visits this country and uh, they can find out things to do places to go general expat life what's it like to actually live here cuz we know so many people who came here on a short trip planning to be here for maybe a few weeks or a month and they still live here
0: um us uh, yeah
1: well yeah we're one of those people yeah uh, but also other people who've then come to meet us out here and they're like yeah Yeah, I think I'm just going to live there forever because it's amazing.
0: Yeah. So we're super passionate about Tbilisi and super passionate about Georgia, and we just want to share that with everybody. So that's why we thought we would do this podcast, so that more people can find out about this amazing country and just some of the things that you can do here. It doesn't necessarily just have to be about people that live here. We want to invite tourists. We come from a travel blogging background, so we know what it's like to be a tourist And uh, we know what you need to find out. So we're going to give you all of that vital information just, you know, injected straight through this podcast.
1: Yeah, for sure. If you want to find out more about us, then go back to episode zero. Uh, We have a little intro of the three sort of main hosts that run the show, Uh, the three companies that we discussed, uh, my tour company, eatthistours.com, my business partners company, expathub.ge, which I am also the uh, resident residency and relocation expert at. Uh, And Meg's, obviously, she's the travel blogging mastermind uh, behind everything travel in Georgia at foodfuntravel.com. Yeah. So uh, this episode, we thought we'd start off uh, right at the beginning of this season, but this might be the first one you're ever listening to. Uh, We'd start here with something that we think everybody is interested in. Whether you're just coming to Georgia for a couple of days, whether you've lived here for six years, you probably still want to take some trips out of Tbilisi. If you're in the capital here in Tbilisi, you want to head out to the countryside and you want to do something else for the weekend or for a day or an overnight, whatever you want to do, but you want to just not be in the city for a bit and you want to do something different, we are going to hopefully give you some tips, maybe stuff that you've never even thought of, even if you already live here. Yeah. That's what we're doing today.
0: Yeah. So some of our favorite places, our favorite day trips and overnights to take, uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. So let's start with one of the most popular places that you will probably want to visit or have maybe already visited, if you have been here before, is the city of Tlavi, which is right in the heart of wine country in Kakheti.
1: Yes, Tlavi is just two hours drive from Tbilisi over the Gombori Mountain Pass and it is right in the heart of the Alazani Valley, which is Georgia's most famous wine-growing area in Kakheti, which is their most famous wine-growing region. So it's a pretty important place to go for wine lovers, but it's also bordered in the north by the Caucasus Mountains, which uh, through much of the year are snow-capped. And it's this huge long valley that stretches in both directions from Talavi, so you have panoramic views from there of these amazing mountains of all the vines and wine country surrounding you and it's pretty. lots of green. It's,
0: Basically, it's pretty.
1: It's amazing, yeah. On a clear day when you can see all the mountains, uh, it's just beautiful. So, yeah, Talavi is our first destination today.
0: Yes. So winters in Karketi are cold, summers are dry and hot. So no matter what it is that you're looking for, if well, as long as it's one of those things, you'll find it in Talavi. It is actually one of the most ancient cities in Georgia, along with Tbilisi, and Mtskheta, and Kutaisi, so other cities that we will be talking about a little bit later on. Uh, it actually has been known since the first and second centuries AD. It is old, and it actually, it actually was an important stop on the caravan route from the far east to Europe. So yes, the Silk Road did come straight through Georgia.
1: Well, oh, the Silk Road had uh, numerous routes through Georgia over time. And yeah, at, at one point, Telavi was one of the stops on that. So as we said, we've got natural beauty out there. It's wine country, so we've got a lot of wine. And Karketian cuisine is also uh, a very important part of Georgian culinary culture. Uh, it's, it's simple, it's hearty, it's wonderful. There's a lot of pork. Uh, oh, the it's, pork! I love it. Yeah, for sure. So that's a really cool region to go. Let's talk about a few actual specific places and some details about what you want to do when you head out to Telavi.
0: All right, so there is one main attraction that you can go and see in the city of Telavi and that is the plane tree, which is the biggest tree in all of Georgia and it's located right in the city center. It it is a tree. Um so it's a tree.
1: It's a tree, but it's apparently tree. it's 900 years old. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, it's on its way out, so go out there soon because it's definitely got some issues. It's an old guy, you know. Yeah. They don't last forever.
0: He, he's big. He's got he's uh, twelve meters wide and forty six meters high. So you know,
1: and there's a legend a associated wide. with this old man tree. Uh, if you start a ring of people around it and connect your hands all the way around it, and you make a wish, your wishes will all come true. It
0: definitely, absolutely will come true. Well, no because doubt about
1: it. Every time I've been there, my wish has been for wine. And every time I go to wine country, I seem to get wine. So wow. I suppose it works.
0: Wow.
1: Proved.
0: Had you also heard the rumour that it was planted by King Tamar? Uh,
1: no. No, I don't know who planted it.
0: Yeah, well, I heard a rumour that that was the case, but there's no official sources that claim it. But we will do an episode on King slash Queen Tamar uh, a little bit later so that people can know more about her. But she's pretty important in Georgian history. And, you know, if she planted this tree, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, for sure. So that's an easy point to get to if you're in Telavi. But one of the other cool things you can get to nice and easily if you're in Telavi is the central market and myself being a food and wine tour guy, uh, no surprises that the, the food is also super important. And going to a traditional market is an excellent part of the experience when you're getting out of Tbilisi and, and going and seeing what things are like in the countryside.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty simple market, but it is very much a, an insight into what it's like in the day-to-day life of a traditional Georgian person.
1: Yeah, it's authentic. That's the thing. So, yeah, it's sort of modern authentic. It's not like an old, old market. It's in a more modern building with a tin roof, and it's huge. But you've got everything uh, that you're expecting to find there in terms of produce. So Lots
0: of free cheese samples. Yes,
1: you can go and sample some cheese. There's a big aisle of cheese. You can taste some very salty, strong mountain cheese called (laughs) Gouda, which is not Gouda, the the Dutch cheese, but Gouda without the O. Uh, Very important Georgian cheese. Uh it's so salty because of the way they want it to keep for a very long time without refrigeration. They put a lot more salt in it than a lot of cheese, so it can keep for the whole summer long uh, out in the open. so uh, they just
0: don't have that industrial farming like they have in some other places. So cows don't make milk all year round; they do when they have babies, and then when that dries up, then the milk dries up. so they it's quite often at some times of the year the milk the cheese, sorry, can be much, much more saltier because they've had to use you know methods to preserve it so that it lasts longer.
1: Yeah, the preservation is done by lots of salt, and that's why this cheese ends up being very salty. So a little bit of everything, different types of cheese, definitely not exactly like you'd expect in other European countries. It's very very much on the Georgian side, so it's going to taste like Georgian cheese. It's going to be something new for you to try. But as you're walking around that market, there's a lot of things to see, giant jars of all different types of pickles, pickles. Um, the sunflower oil that they make oh. here, virgin sunflower oil, it buy is amazing. Buy the sunflower
0: oil, buy yeah. some and take it back with you. It's amazing.
1: Or at least just smell it and inhale the wonder that is proper virgin sunflower oil because it actually smells like because smells good because obviously sunflower on the supermarket literally smells of nothing because it's just I don't know some commercial it, it doesn't have any sunflowers in it anymore, does it? I suppose that's what it is. Yeah. Whereas this is the real stuff. Uh, it smells incredible. Uh, so, yeah, take a trip around the market. You only need about 25, 30 minutes to do that. Have a walk around. Uh, not a lot of people speaking English. Definitely a better idea to have someone who speaks Georgian uh, if you're hanging around there. And then you'll actually get a bit more out of the experience, a bit easier to interact with everybody and get some taste tests and, and try some things. Yeah. Um, so so uh, the
0: city of Tbilisi des- definitely is a place that you will probably, uh, if you're doing a couple of day trip, you might overnight there. There's quite a few hotels and guest houses that you can stay at in the city. Uh, as a place with like a whole bunch of attractions, you tend to find that they're a little bit more in the countryside. So, Tom, can you tell us, Mr. Tour Man, uh, about you know, some of the tours, attractions that you've run while you're out that way?
1: Yeah, of course. So, uh, yeah, as Meg said, if you're going to stay in that area, then there's a lot of accommodation options in the actual city. So if you are, I mean, especially if you're not going with a guide or a driver, then if you're going on the bus or or going in your own car, then it's nice and convenient because then you can park up, you can go out for a few drinks and and enjoy some things by walking. Uh, But of course, one of the best things about wine country is getting out of that actual city. So leaving the hub that is Talavi and heading out to actual wineries, which, yeah, that's the reason to go there. That's when you're going to go and actually meet the winemakers, which is a real thing here. Uh, If you just look online for wineries, you're probably going to see a lot of uh, big companies that have managed to promote themselves and get featured. Those places are where you're going to turn up and you're going to have a 17-year-old serving you some wine who doesn't really know a lot about wine. He's very friendly and nice, but um, yeah, at some big factory drinking cheapish wine. If you really want to get the proper artisan stuff and meet the locals, you need to go to a small family-run winery and then you'll actually sit down. Probably they'll feed you some dinner, probably too much dinner. That's typical. Going to overfeed you. Uh, Going to feed you too much wine as well, and then make you drink cha cha, which is the the local uh, spirit made from uh, the leftover grape must after lot. the winemaking process. Very dangerous. So yeah, that's one of the absolute essential experiences, and the yeah. best way to do that is to get out. There's a lot. There's a lot of different wineries, loads and loads. I'd probably jump on our website and look at our vineyards article. Uh, and then you can see sort of our our top list of different places. In terms of places that are actually in the city, quite a lot of the guest houses, the guy will make his own wine. If you get a small family guest house, I can't guarantee the quality, but someone's going to be making their own wine. Uh, But actually, somewhere that does make really nice wine, and is uh, they they don't make it on site, but they make it for their restaurants, uh, which is based in Telavi, is uh, Badia. And this is a really cool restaurant that has a garden with a view overlooking uh, the, the end of Telavi towards the mountains.
0: It's a lovely view.
1: Really, really nice. The food is expertly done. Really beautiful versions of local cuisine. Probably the best the Japsindali I've had in Georgia there, which is sort of like the, the Georgian version of ratatouille. It's like a, a peppers and an eggplant dish. Really, really good. And they make their own wine. I, I highly recommend the Kisi there and they they'll bring that in in you know it's poured straight out of the barrel so rather than being bottled and you have a, a couple of bottles of that well <laughs> a couple of filled bottles of that that they fill at the counter and then bring it over and you'll be enjoying a good afternoon in their garden for sure
0: yeah also uh if you're wanting to explore that area as well one of my favorite attractions well one one of them there's a few but one of my favorite attractions is uh, is about 20 k's away, so not too far, whether well, it's like 30 minutes drive, is the Alaverde Monastery. And this is a place that makes wine that you're not allowed to have.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you can buy it in Tbilisi. I, I think you can buy it in the gift shop there, but the one difficult part is you can't go and do a wine tasting with the monks there. You have to be like a VIP super important person for them to even consider taking you down into the cellar and drink, making you drink wine.
0: We're not there yet.
1: No, no, no. And we definitely can't get regular tourists on our tours to do that. Uh, if you are a political person of interest, if you are a, a wine buyer uh, and sommelier, perhaps, then then let us know before you come out here and maybe we can get you a tasting, but it's not easy.
0: That said, it is absolutely worth going out to the monastery because the this monastery that was I mean, it was originally dates back to the sixth century, but I think the building that stands there now is probably more from like the eleventh century. Uh, as with much of the history of of Georgia, there are plenty of places here that have been built and destroyed numerous times over, whether it's due to war or earthquakes or or you know other things that have happened, which uh, is is a sad fact of a lot of the region. But uh, this particular uh, cathedral, um, sorry, this particular monastery does date back really far, really, really, really far back in history. And it has some of the most spectacular views around it. If you're a photography buff, I do really recommend going there and just sort of taking a step back and taking a picture of the monastery with the mountains behind because it, on a blue day, it is spectacular.
1: Yeah. So what you've got is you've got a fortified monastery, which has got walls all the way around the outside that have been uh, restored and, and kept in good tact. And you've got a classic Orthodox cathedral with the sort of metal dome uh, on the top.
0: Did you know that that was the highest religious building in Georgia up until the Trinity Cathedral was built?
1: Yeah, and the Trinity Cathedral is the large gold-domed cathedral right in the centre of Tbilisi that's like a national landmark on the cityscape here. So that means it was like the
0: largest religious building from the 11th century up until 2004.
1: Yeah, so I'm not sure when the upper part of Aliverdi was completed. What we're saying is that from 1011 AD was their first vintage of wine. This is what they're famous for. This is one of the reasons to go there. It's the oldest continuous winemaking production in Georgia in the same location by the by the same sort of group, as it were, the monks of that monastery. So the first vintage was 1011, at which point, yes, there was an active monastery. And as we said, there was stuff going on before then. Uh, but then additional elements have been added to that monastery. So when it became the tallest building, might not have been the 11th century. I'm not actually sure if you've got final information on that. But it did become the tallest religious building in Georgia until uh, about 2008 or Four. so. I think. 2004 when Trinity Cathedral was built here Apparently in Apparently so, yeah. So, yeah, that's a very long time. Uh, and yes, this special wine, you can come and buy it from wine bars in Tbilisi. It is definitely possible. Uh, it's just that the monks won't take you down to the cellar to drink it there, which is very sad. I've not even had a tasting there either. And I've been taking guests on tours there for the last couple of years and they won't let me have the drinks. Which is uh, Yeah, very upset about that. But
0: One day. One day you'll be important enough. Can't yeah,
1: you? it may happen. I'm working on it. I'm working on it yep. for sure.
0: Got to have goals. Got to have goals and dreams. Exactly.
1: So, yeah, we're going to try and get for a few day trip destinations today. So one last thing from Telavi before we move on is the Chavchavadze estate, which is the one of the most famous people from Georgia, uh, the famous poet, statesman, prince, prince. Uh, he was uh, a big deal for when Russia, the Russian Empire, took over Georgia and annexed the area. Uh, he was sort of friendly to them, and uh, he wormed his way into being quite an important person because of that. But overall, you know, of great benefit to Georgia as an amazing Georgian and, uh, yeah, a a very important historical figure. And his estate that was built in the early 19th century was actually another wine landmark uh, because it was the first place in Georgia officially to bottle wine. Prior to that, uh, everyone makes their wine in quevries, which are the underground pots made from uh, clay. And we'll talk about the wine tradition and history in another episode but it would be easier enough to store your wine in those and then transfer it into jugs and drink it. Whereas Chavadze went, I want to do it the European way. I want to be fancy and I'm going to bottle it. So that's why it's a big thing. But also the the uh, the estate itself is beautiful, manicured gardens, this really lovely 19th century building, old pianos inside, and uh, yeah, go there, do a tour, uh, see the place. They've got English speaking guides who will walk you round. Uh, and uh, learn a bit about the history of, of that part of of Georgia's amazing culture.
0: Awesome. Yeah, so uh, Talavi, great place for an overnight. A uh, couple of things to see, really nice restaurants and markets that you can visit. But let's keep moving right along. Um, yeah, if you do want any more information about these particular areas, uh, we do have information on our website, uh, foodfundtravel.com. And also we do run tours to this region at eatthistours.com. As Tom mentioned before, if you do happen to stop in at a local Georgian's house, you're going to get some alcohol served to you. Yeah, don't drive
1: if you're going to go and drink wine there because it's not like, oh, they'll give you a sip of wine and then you can drive to the next place. It's not like that here. If you go to one winery, you are already very much illegally driving. So yeah, get a driver. It's also very easy to just hire a driver here and you can just tell them where you want to go. Uh, And it's a lot more affordable than people realize. So get a driver or take a tour is the the best choice because then you can really enjoy the wine tradition.
0: Absolutely. Now, uh, next we're going to talk about one of my favorite little cities. I love this place so much.
1: More of a village, really. It
0: is more of a village. Yeah, it's it's such a beautiful place to visit and I'm always happy to take a trip out there. It is Signagi.
1: Yeah, and Signagi is about an hour's drive from Talavi south. So you have a couple of options here depending on how you want to do it. If you're in a hurry and you want to do a hectic sort of trip, you can actually get from Tbilisi to Talavi, then to Signaghi and back to Tbilisi in one very long day, sort of like 13, 14 hour day. You can do the whole trip. You be can stop at some Very tired places. and very drunk. Yeah, yeah. you probably would be very drunk if you stopped in as many wineries as we normally do. Um, but what's nicer to do is to go either to Signaghi or go to Talavi, stay overnight, then do the other one that you didn't stay at for the next day and then come back to Tbilisi. Or if you want a really casual time, just head out to Signagi overnight and then come back.
0: The nice thing about Signagi, as Tom said, was it's a bit more of a village. So there's a lot more guest houses. There are a couple of more sort of upscale hotel options there. But I do think that you find a lot more of those in Telavi. I think Signagi still very much has that village feel where it's just a little bit more guest house, a little bit more sort of Airbnb style and like just a little bit more traditional. That, that's my feel. I mean, you do have... As I just said, you do have some a couple of more upscale hotels that are opening up in that area, but it tends to be a little bit more reserved for Talavi.
1: Yeah, and as we said, it's a village. It's a mountain village. The most exciting reason to be there is the view. It's amazing. Talavi is in the valley, the Alazani Valley, whereas Signagi is raised up on a mountainside above the valley. So you have this amazing view down into the valley all of the winemaking, all of the the plains down there, and then across that valley, straight up, vertically up into the Caucasus Mountains. So you've got this incredible vista where you can be sitting in a restaurant in Signagi, looking over these sort of terracotta-colored roofs and tin roofs that they've got uh, throughout the village, and then beyond that, you've got the Caucasus Mountains, just sort of uh, you know a backdrop to this incredible scene. Uh, so really, really beautiful, and there's. Pretty much any nice restaurant, any hotel that you've got there, because of the way that it's like precariously perched along this ridge, you've got some sort of view in one direction or the other of something incredible. So that's why it's just a beautiful place to hang out. And it's this old village that was built for King Erekle II as his summer retreat to get out of the heat of the valley, go up the hill a few hundred meters higher up from the valley, and sit out here and enjoy the cooler, higher-up air and all of these wonderful views. And you've got cobbled streets and something people don't realize, the second longest wall, fortifications wall, in the world after the Great Wall of China is here in Signagi.
0: It's like five kilometers long, and there's 23 towers that go along it. And it's actually a really interesting place that you can visit, I think, both in summer and winter, and I think both times visiting it has its own beauty to it. I think some of the pictures people take of walking along the wall in winter with all the snow is just beautiful.
1: Yeah. Also, if you turn up in winter, the, the, the mountains are often more visible if it's a clear day. Obviously, if it's rainy and cloudy, which it can be, then it's not great. But if you have a clear day in winter, you're going to have beautiful snow peaks, whereas in summer it can be a little hazy just because of the general heat in the valley making all of that haze rise out and cover those peaks. So I find like March or November uh, are both like really good months to go. If you want perfect, pristine views, just uh, yeah, watch the weather and make sure you don't turn up on a rainy day because then it's a little bit disappointing.
0: Another cool thing about Signagi is that it is also known as the city of love. And it's funny, when Tom and I actually got married in Tbilisi in 2018, few of our friends were like, why didn't you go to Signagi? We're like, oh, well, uh I don't know. We got married in Tbilisi. Cause a lot of people do actually make the trek to Signagi because, well, it's a beautiful place to get married, but they also have a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week wedding chapel that is open there.
1: Yeah, it's sort of like the Vegas, Vegas, but <laughs> without the Vegas because it's, it's a mountain village. You can't
0: go play mountain the pokies afterward.
1: No, it's, uh, it's not hugely focused on casinos and gambling, but it is hugely focused on this option for 24-hour marriages, which is pretty awesome. Uh, And why not do that with a wonderful view of the Caucasus Mountains behind you?
0: Yeah. Oh, another thing is a lot of people say that the Mexican restaurant in Signagi is the best Mexican in Georgia. So So, yeah, if if you're you're coming to
1: Georgia for Georgian food, why not get Mexican (laughs) as well? If
0: you're hanging for a taco, drop in, give it a try. Uh, A lot of people say it's absolutely fantastic. People travel all the way out there just to try uh, the, the tacos there. So there you go. Give it a go.
1: Nice. Also, uh, another place that you can try out is Lost Ridge, which is actually a microbrewery and ranch. This is part owned by a guy from Tuscany called Shota, who is uh, a, a beer maker. Uh, and Tuscany is actually famous for beer, although they don't really make beer in Tuscany that's that similar to IPA and and sort of beers that we're familiar with in in Western Europe and the U.S. But he has learned how to make beer in a in in the international style. Well,
0: he traveled to the United States to learn as much as he could about beer making.
1: Yeah, and he really has done a great job. They've got some fantastic beers there. They're making the beers on site. And it's also a horse ranch. So you can go horse riding in the morning. Then you can hang out on one of their terraces with some nice view of rolling green hills around. And you can try some of their beers. As well as the the food has a little bit more of a focus on vegetarian and vegan. So it's also quite unusual for Georgia to have a, a real focus on anything related to vegan because the other owner of the company uh, is actually a vegan himself. So yeah, we've got the Georgian influence and we've got the vegan influence. And so it's a, something a little bit different, but they do have meat as well. So don't worry, meat lovers, there is pork. It is available. But if you are a vegetarian, then this is probably one of the best places to, to try some unusual versions of vegetarian cuisine uh, based on Georgian style.
0: Yeah, beautiful place to stay. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Now, if you were going to make a trip to an attraction near Signagi, what would be your number one choice?
1: Well, I mean, the most famous place to go in that area is uh, St. Nino's Convent at Bob Day. And St. Nino is someone we'll talk about in another episode because she was one of the people that, that basically helped found Christianity in Georgia, which, and Georgia being the second country in the world to establish Christianity as their national religion. So that's the easiest spot to get to. Uh, and it's, you know, it's been restored. It's really nice. Uh, I love it. Definitely drop in there. If you've already seen tons of churches and monasteries around Georgia, I wouldn't say it's the best one. Controversial, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But I, I think some of the other ones in, in the Alazani Valley are more interesting. Alaverdi we mentioned earlier.
0: It does have a great view.
1: It does. Uh, Alaverdi I say, has a better view. Rob Day also has a really good view. But really, if I'm up in Signagi, what I want to do is sit on a terrace somewhere and enjoy the amazing view of the Caucasus with, uh, with a craft beer or, or a wine. It really is good a simple
0: place to visit. Yeah. You don't want to be too busy in Signagi. It doesn't have that feel about it. You want to chill. Just, yeah, sit on a veranda, look at the view, enjoy a nice glass of local wine or a local beer have some nice food and just it's really a place to really relax and just let all of your stress go.
1: Yeah, or walk around the village. I'd actually say if you're very short on time and you had a choice between walking around the cobbled streets, visiting, uh, visiting some of the souvenir sort of stands which have all the interesting local crafts and arts, I'd say actually do that. If you've only got 30 minutes in Signagi because you're on a tour or something, go visit the old uh, old village rather than Bob Day. If you've got a couple of hours, then definitely do both. Now, that's, uh, so that's good. We've sort of combined two possible day trips into an overnight trip or two overnight trips, whatever you want. But let's talk about a different area. Let's let's move out of Karketi, maybe.
0: Yeah. So we're going to come right back, all the way back. That's a, a trip that is really, really easy to do from Tbilisi. It is Mesqueta and Javari, which is maybe like 20 minutes outside of Tbilisi by taxi. Uh, Yeah,
1: well, I mean, from the old town, maybe 35, 40 minutes, depending depending on traffic. traffic. But what I love about Tbilisi, one of my favorite things about how Tbilisi is situated, is that in every single direction you go, whether you go north, west, south, east, there are really cool things to do and all different climates and zones. So, yeah, we just talked about to the east, Karketi, which is where it's like this amazing fertile valley with lots of wine. Uh, You head north to the mountains. We'll talk about that shortly as well. You head south and you're heading towards Azerbaijan and Armenia, also Azerbaijan to the east as well. And you head west and you're heading into central Georgia and you've got sort of uh, more humid areas. You've got some mountain areas. We'll talk about those in some other episodes as well. But every single area you can go to from Tbilisi, you are heading into something new and something different. There's really a reason
0: why Tbilisi has been a central hub of culture and food and and lots of things for so many years for like so long. It people have been coming to Tbilisi and passing, you know, being able to access all of these things. It's been such a hub for just thousands of years that people have been coming to Tbilisi and experiencing, you know, what's available in the region.
1: Yeah, no, it's a. I mean, for me, I'm happy to stay in the city, and we live in the city, of course. But even as a tourist, uh, I'm more than happy to plan quite a few days here if I had a. If I had like a one or two week itinerary, I'd, I'd spend a couple of days in Tbilisi at least. Uh, some people just arrive and leave instantly, but I, I think that's a, a shame when people do that. That's true. But yeah, the, if you do want to do day trips all the time, this episode works in itself. If you just come to T- Tbilisi and want to do five day trips out of the city, you can go to five different places. Uh, five completely different areas and have Tbilisi as your base. So that's also one really cool reason. To have Tbilisi as your jumping off point.
0: All right, so back to Mtskheta. Yeah, because let's do it. really let's do it. close to Tbilisi. You can you can stay in Tbilisi overnight. You can do all the stuff, and you can do a quick day trip out to Mtskheta and Javari to have a little bit of a taste of what's outside of the city. And there's some really cool things you can do here. Traditionally, it's actually known for its cathedral, uh, birthplace of Christianity. So Javari Monastery up on the hill. Uh, it's been it was like the fourth century that Saint Nino came and she built a cross and she dedicated that as a place to, to Christ rather than uh, previously they were pagans in that region, and that is, where, uh, that is where the first cross was, and then eventually Nino converted the king of the region at that time to Christianity, and the whole kingdom of Iberia became Christian. And so the cathedral and everything there in and, and Javari Monastery up on the hill is all very, very important for the history of Christianity.
1: Yeah, uh, around 326 AD is when it's estimated, give or take a few years. Uh, no one seems to be 100% sure on that. But yeah, Javari Monastery sits on this peak facing uh, the confluence of two rivers. So we have the Muktavari, which is uh, I'm still pronounced wrong. We'll never pronounce that right. I'm uh, We'll so get through sorry. 200 episodes of this and we'll never get it right. No. We'll have to get someone who speaks Georgian onto the show, which I we will. I
0: just don't think my mouth and throat makes these noises. No, nah.
1: so yeah. I, I've definitely got it wrong. Uh, so this river meet it comes from the north, from uh, Kazbegi in the north, which we'll talk about. and then the other river, whose name is uh, also difficult to pronounce is coming from the west. Uh, they meet here in Mutskeda, which is why it was an interesting trading location because two rivers met in one spot.
0: You can also see the different colours of the two rivers, like one river's green and the other river's brown. You can actually like see the difference. It's such an interesting place. Yeah,
1: no, it's really cool. So from up uh, at Chvari Monastery, which is a UNESCO site, by the way, one of Georgia's three uh, main, or well, currently three main, historical UNESCO sites. They have other UNESCO stuff that's not related to history. But uh, yeah, really, really wonderful place. The cross of St. Nino is said to still have its its remnants, Underneath the monastery, like buried deep underneath the monastery,
0: they the, also say that the uh, the Jvari is actually uh, the early medieval Georgian church that has actually survived to present day, almost unchanged. It's like the original church from from medieval times.
1: Yeah, so it's actually survived so many different occupations and uh, and wars and battles that have gone on in this region. Uh, Which is the history of Georgia, we'll definitely talk about in another episode because that's already, well, that's going to be like 10 episodes (laughs) spread over over many months, I think, because there's so much to discuss. But yeah, once you're up at Javari Monastery, you can see Mutsketa. And Mutsketa, which we didn't really mention, is that was the capital before Tbilisi became the capital. So Tbilisi became the capital around about the sixth century, and Mutsketa was the capital before then. Uh, and the cathedral in Mutsketa is also a UNESCO site, but it's considered one UNESCO site, the, the Cathedral and Javari Monastery, which you can see uh, one and the other from themselves. Uh, so, yeah, you can see both. If you go down to Mutsketa and you go down to the city, you can get a photo with Javari in the background and the cathedral right there in front of you. And it's a pretty epic and uh, a really large cathedral. This one also has a name that I'm going to struggle to pronounce. Uh, Sveditskveli. Cathedral. Uh, it was actually originally completed in the fourth century. So uh, Christianity turned up, and they didn't waste any time in building a, a cathedral. But, but of course, the uh, the modern version that we have to well, I say modern. The still very old version that we have today is a lot grander than it would have been in the fourth century when it was first completed.
0: Yeah, and it's also known as the burial site of Jesus's robes. There's a lot of uh, a lot of religious history here that, uh, that is really important for uh, people enjoy to come and visit to find out all of that history about the, the birth of Christianity in this particular country.
1: But also, I mean, once you enjoy the views and you visit some of these uh, religious historical monuments, I also think the market there is really cool. Uh, something I like about Georgia a lot is that the tourist markets aren't too touristy yet. I mean, like five years from now, if you're listening to this podcast uh, way into the future, they may get to this point where it's like a lot of touts hassling you and causing you trouble. I, I don't really feel like Georgians work
0: like that, though. No, it's I think you can feel like it's a little busy just with people. Yeah, because the the alleyways are a bit small, so it can just feel a little crowded. But yeah, you're not being hassled by people to come in and buy stuff and taste stuff and do this and do that. I think people, yeah, Georgians are very chill, and they're like, "You want to? You like my stuff? Awesome! Yeah, buy it, buy it, come on, buy it."
1: You can come and buy some Saparavi wine ice cream.
0: That's cool. Yeah. Um,
1: you can come and buy some of their interesting bottles that they have, like the wine bottles that are like, they look like historical figures or castles or monasteries that they've built and they like into a wine bottle. Yeah. Traditional
0: hats and all of that sort of stuff that you can get as well. Yeah. All the way down to, you know, your, your, your old school magnet. Yep.
1: yep. (laughs) Always get your magnets. Yep. Yeah. No, I I love the little markets there. So definitely leave yourself an extra 30 minutes to just wander around, uh, have a chat to some of the the locals running the markets. Find yourself a Georgian carpet. I mean, like you'd assume, if you did this almost anywhere else in the world, you'd assume that those Georgian carpets at those markets are going to cost four times the price they do if you buy them somewhere else. Uh, They don't really. They only cost like a tiny little bit more, if that. Uh, It's really crazy the upsells And um, the increase in prices for tourists hasn't really hit here yet. I know it will eventually, and that will be very sad. But at the moment, the tourist price really is only like an extra 10%, 10%, something like that.
0: Yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool. Uh, So while the region is very, very much known for its history and Christianity, as we have said quite a few times already, there are a few new attractions that you can check out in this area that are pretty cool for some people. Uh, so one of the things that you can do is go river rafting. Yeah. Yes. So I actually haven't done this yet here.
1: Yeah. No. No. I haven't actually done it, but we send a lot of tourists to do it. So we, we we've heard some, it's cool. Yeah. We have some vendors that do it, of course. Uh, now, what's really cool? Actually, we're sort of segueing into the next destination here, pretty nicely, uh, from Mutscheder, which is very close to Tbilisi. So you can do a half day out there, or You can keep driving north all the way towards uh, Mount Kazbegi, and what you'll see as you drive along the main road up there, and you're you're actually following the river valley. Of course, uh, you will see a lot of these rafting camps. There's lots of different rafting camps along that river, and I mean the rapids are sort of medium, so it's not like crazy crazy. You've got more easy and more difficult parts of that river. So if you're a beginner and you go in there with uh, one of the locals who's managing the raft for you, you're going to be relatively safe.
0: I think like the age. Uh, allowance is like 12 years and up. Yeah, so I it's think a little it, bumpy. Yes, but I think it's it's allowable for a 12-year-old to go on the rapid. So, you know, it's a bit of a bumpy ride, but not anything too extreme that you, you wouldn't take your teenager on.
1: Yeah, for sure. So you can pass all of these places as you're driving from Mutsketa. And although there are a lot of tours that run one-day trips from Tbilisi to Mutsketa and then all the way north to Kazbegi, Mount Kazbegi is one of the most famous mountains in Georgia. Well, the most famous mountain in Georgia, I would say. Although you can do that in one day, that is a very, very long day. That's another like 14-hour trip, uh, but significantly more time in the car than if you were doing the long one day to karkheti where, yeah, karkheti you've got sort of like five hours in the car, whereas up to Kazbegi and back, it's more like six and a half hours, depending on traffic. So it's, it's a lot of driving. Uh, much nicer to go stay in Kazbegi overnight or maybe Gudauri, which is Georgia's biggest ski resort, which you'll also pass through on your way north. Um, stay there overnight and then come back to Tbilisi the next day and sort of make a two-day trip out of it is definitely what I'd suggest.
0: All right. Aside from the beautiful mountain of Kasbegi, one of the reasons to go to Kazbegi National Park, and one of the things we should state is that the whole region is just kind of called Kazbegi. Everything just kind of gets the name of Kazbegi in that general region, which is cool. Like, people- it makes it
1: easy for people to know what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's the place to go if you are super into hiking. It is all about hiking, hiking, hiking in this region. It is... Uh, well, Kazbegi Mountain is 5,047 metres above sea level. It is pretty high. It's the third highest mountain in Georgia. Uh, but one of the interesting things is there's lots of like myths and, and legends and traditions of and everything. Of course, of course. Um, you, there's hot springs in the region that you can go and visit. There's glaciers in the region that you can hike to. Ice climbing and mountaineering is really popular, but of course, you've got to be experienced in order to do that. There's medieval watchtowers, waterfalls, wildlife. This area is insane for nature lovers, and it's such a popular place for people to visit and And also, actually, for people, you know, when we're talking about Signagi with people getting married, this is a really popular place for people to go and have their wedding photos taken because the view is just stunning.
1: Yeah. And this area, as we said, generally called Kazbegi just for convenience because of the mountain. Uh, The actual village that you would stay in uh, to actually have a nice view of Kazbegi and where all the hotels are is called Stepansminda. and. This has a range of hotels from your sort of four, almost five-star hotels like, um, like Rooms Hotel. Which is a very famous hotel brand here in Georgia. They've got a few uh, locations across the country, including Tbilisi and Kesbegi. But also you have a lot of small guest houses. And because of the way the village is sort of on a slight slope, you have an amazing view of the mountain pretty much no matter where you stay. So whether you're staying budget or whether you're staying luxury, You're going to have a cool view. And as Meg said, lots of hiking options. So, a couple of ones that are notable that a lot of people do. You've got the simple, straightforward one that loads of people do, which is just hiking up to Gurgeti Trinity Church, which is probably the most, it's like the most photographed, most famous landmark in Georgia. This church sits on this sort of little hill peak that's like a foothill of Kazbegi. And behind it, the huge mountain rises up directly behind it with. You know, cliff faces and snow during the winter. Well, snow most of the year around. You'll see snow up there, of course. And that is really a wonderful place to take photos. And so that's why it is one of the most photographed locations. Yeah, And it's only th- yeah three hours from Tbilisi, so nice and easy. You can hike up to the church or you can hike from the church further up to the Kazbegi Glacier. So, of course, at that point, you are going to be seeing snow no matter what time of year you're here. And that, that's a really hardcore hike, though. That's very steep, and that's sort of like a seven, eight-hour up-and-back hike for people who are relatively healthy. But there's also some simpler hikes. You can take an off-road vehicle and head sort of an hour and a half from Stepatsminder or an hour or so over to Juta, which is really popular. Uh, this is just uh, popular but not touristy. So like popular as in it's a good place to go but not a place that's going to have 10,000 tourists already. Uh, so head over there more casual hike it's a bit flatter you can hike out to the lake you can hang out at like the, the sort of main hostel thing in the middle of the village there uh, and have a few drinks afterwards and maybe meet a few other travelers as well so that's two really cool things and if you're just uh if you're more casual on the hiking again then go to Gvleti waterfall which is about a 1 hour round trip hike just north of Stepansminder. nice and easy you can go and do some waterfall stuff
0: uh yeah Kazbegi is a really really popular place for people to visit we're mentioning it in the day trips episode. Uh, but oh, what's well, it's a day trips and overnights, I would probably recommend for Kaz Beggy to make it an overnight just because it is quite a hike to get out there.
1: And you're uh, going to wake up to views of the mountain in the morning.
0: Yes. It's the thing that everybody talks about is just waking up in the morning and having breakfast, looking at the mountains. There's just nothing better.
1: Yeah, for sure. So uh, I think, yeah, we've done a nice roundup here of uh, – Possible four one-day trips or two two-day trips or four two-day trips, depending on how you want to uh, how you want to mix these things up.
0: These in general are, are pretty much the most visited locations. We're going to do some follow-up episodes that are going to talk about a few of the lesser visited locations that you should really check out if you're going to stay here a little bit longer or if you're looking for something a little bit different. We're going to also follow up with that, but uh, these are probably the main places that people hit up when they first come to Georgia.
1: Yeah. If Tbilisi is your jumping off point and you're flying into Tbilisi Airport, then these are the two trips. Kakheti and Kazbeki are the two main trips. But of course, you've got to stay tuned for future episodes because those other places we're going to talk about are the lesser known ones, especially if you're an expat here and you're uh, looking for something different that you haven't done yet. Or looking to recommend something a bit more off track then we're going to cover that in our second day trips and overnights episode
0: absolutely and you know as we said this is definitely stuff that you can you can take a mashuka and you can visit these destinations in lots of different ways but we do run a tour company that does make it nice and simple you can just book a tour jump on board, meet some friends, drink some wine, and not have to worry about any of the logistics of it at all. Uh, So head to eatthistours.com. You can see some of our itineraries that we have on offer there. If you are looking for something a little more specialized, then hit us up on email and uh, and we'll see if we can work out something super special for you. But we have been working for a pretty long time to find the perfect itineraries that we think are fun, uh, get you nice and buzzed, get your bellies nice and full, and also see some amazing sites. Eat This Tours, uh, come and check us out, follow us on social media and uh, yeah, and and discover some of the incredible places just outside of Tbilisi.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can definitely take the Marshuka is what Meg mentioned, which is a minibus here for anyone who hasn't visited Georgia yet. Once you're here, you'll get to know about these a little bit more. If you want to do intercity travel really cheaply, this is definitely the way to do it. This is definitely the way that all backpackers do it when they travel here because you're going to pay like $5 to take a three-hour ride across Georgia. So it's super economical. The one downside of this, apart from them being cramped, of course, but then, I mean, that's standard travel. uh, (laughs) the standard travel if you're backpacking anyway, so no one's got a problem with that. But uh, if you are doing that, then they do go point to point or they may drop you off in the middle of nowhere if you know where to get off and you ask them. But then to get on another one to leave middle of nowhere... You have to be able to flag them down and, and actually know Georgians what's a bus and what's not I see Georgians do it all the
0: time and I'm so impressed, but they know what they're doing. They so know exactly which vehicle
1: not. is the vehicle going to where they're going and they seem to be able to do it. But the one frustrating part of that is if you flag it down halfway through the route, uh, it could be full. So you might have to flag down like 10 and wait an hour and a half, two hours before one that's actually empty enough to get you a seat. So, yeah, but it's an adventure. So definitely. And
0: that's what backpacking is all about, it. isn't it? Yeah, yeah definitely We've done do it. it
1: but they do not drop you directly to wineries. Let's just say that there is no Shuka wine route yet. One day there might be, and that would be very fun, but right now there's not. <laughs> so yeah, uh, take it, and getting a driver is, as I said, just group in with a whole bunch of other people, like get six or seven people together, get a minivan, and you're sharing that, and per day you're paying like $130 US dollars per day or something between seven people, plus some accommodation and food for the driver. Um, yeah, do that. Or if you want it all organized for you and uh, not making it up as you go along, then uh, obviously book a tour with us because we already know all of the best wineries. We've got a few secrets, some really cool places that we've been work- working with our local sommelier on and, uh, and setting up some really cool stuff for that.
0: All right. So, that is the end of part one of our day trips and overnights from Tbilisi. Uh, please follow us on social media. We're at Food Fun. Oh, well, we are at FoodFunTravel.com, but we're at Tbilisi Podcast as well. I have too many social media sites. I'm Foodfuntravel.com right
1: slash Tbilisi podcast is is where we're currently at.
0: I think it's just best to uh, head there, subscribe to our newsletter, and then you'll get all of the information that you need about the show and all of our social media links. Uh, also, just updates about what we're doing. You can also email us at megzy at foodfuntravel.com if you have any recommendations of uh, requests for shows that you would like us to do or information you'd like to find out about. If we don't. We've got. Oh my goodness, the list is so long of all the things we want to talk about. So it could be coming up in a future episode, but if you do have any requests, we can maybe bump up a few of them in uh, in our order of lists of what we're going to uh, do a podcast episode about. So write to us at Megzi at com, and we'll see if we can get some of your travel questions answered.
1: Yeah, I think we literally have about 200 episodes planned already. That's so many. Because we didn't even have to work very hard to think of things to cover because we've been here for years now and we just we already know all we of the main thought, stuff that We just thought what did we want to know about? Yeah. Everything you'd want to know about when you're coming here as a tourist, when you're coming here as an expat to move here and live here. And yeah, so there's lots coming. There's gonna be an episode for every one of those people from yeah, weekenders to, to full time relocating. <laughs> if you're relocating forever, then we'll we'll have topics to cover. Uh lots of things coming up from yeah, travel, of course, is a big one. Lots of different travel stuff. But also we're going to be talking about things like uh, how to get Georgian residency, how to sort out your taxes. How because, to have a
0: baby. I did that.
1: Yep, how to have a baby here.
0: Get the, how to get your teeth done. Go to the dentist. Like It's going to be like from the basics, you know, of day-to-day life to, uh, to travel to, uh, you know, everything. how to live it up. Everything, everything. Everything. We've got
1: Georgian guests coming on the show. We've got some episodes with Georgian guests who are going to be telling us their perspective on life here and history here. We've got some of our tour guides from the tour company who will be coming on the show to give you a really in-depth picture of exactly the sort of details and the pronunciations of the words that we can't get right.
0: <laughs> They'll be much better at it than we are.
1: Exactly. So, we've got so many different things coming up with this show.
0: Maybe we'll do an episode on Tom says stuff wrong. Oh, and God. just <laughs>
1: I'm going to get canceled if you do that.
0: <laughs> maybe. Or maybe, no. Maybe Katie will be like, she's our familiar. She'll be very, very nice to you and and help you learn all the words you need to learn. She's been
1: helping me learn lots of words, but I still can't get everything right. It's hard. It's a difficult language. We'll be talking about the language in another episode and getting someone on to pronounce it properly and and explain the the history of it because it's very interesting. It's a very interesting language. Um, Yeah. All right. So let's call it. That's the end of this episode. We're going to be back uh, weekly. I believe we'll be getting these out weekly. That's the plan and uh, go back and listen to any of the other episodes we've got in our back catalogue already, even though it's a small catalogue at this point.
0: Subscribe right now. Hit that subscribe button. No matter what app you are listening to us on, hit subscribe and you will be updated when our new podcast hits the airwaves.
1: Yep. Subscribe on whatever channel you use. Do it. Do it right now. Don't wait. This is the time. And we'll be back with more fun information at some point very soon. Or maybe it's already out because I don't know when you are listening to this.
0: Thanks for listening to the Tbilisi Podcast. Connect with us at foodfundtravel.com slash podcast, where you can find all relevant social media links, join our email newsletter and discover more about travel, tours and expat services in Georgia. This show was brought to you by foodfuntravel.com, expathub.ge and eatthistours.com